Hey everyone, what's up? It is Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival. Welcome to podcast episode number 214. Now, if you've listened to some of my past episodes, you may have discovered that I love to dig deep into the personal routines of tactical trainers out there who I admire, to see exactly what they do on a daily basis, to be more aware and prepared for any attack. Well, this week you're going to get an inside peek into the life of my friend and former Navy SEAL instructor, Chris Sidenot. Now, Chris has a new phone app out there that helps people train in the shooting skills he covers in his best-selling books. And in this interview, he really offers some great advice on how you can copy his daily tactical habits to better protect yourself and those you love. And as usual, don't worry about taking notes because I've done all the heavy lifting for you with this week's show notes, including a handy-dandy one-page cheat sheet that you can download absolutely free. All you need to do is go to www.mcsmagazine.com slash 214 and grab the entire package there. And now, let's talk tactics. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. It's one of those horrible stories that people repeat when they talk about tactical training. The story goes something like this. There's, there's this horrific shootout between law enforcement and some heavily armed thugs. And this was back in the days when law enforcement really, like, all they carried basically were revolvers back then. And multiple officers were killed in the shootout. But it was what they found after the shootout that really surprised everyone, when they found empty brass from the revolvers inside of their jacket pockets. And that was because they'd always practiced on the range to empty the revolvers and save the shells rather than scattering them all over the ground. We'll never know if the few extra seconds they took to do that made the difference in the firefight. But that story, as well as other incidents of real gunfights, were the awakenings behind the common tactical mantra, as you train, so shall you fight. In other words, whatever you make part of your routine now will have a great impact on how you respond to any crisis when you're under stress. So what daily practices can you implement that will help you program tactical habits into your training and your lifestyle that will give you a better chance of surviving an emergency or an attack. Well, that's what we're here to find out. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat Zero Magazine and executive director of the New World Patriot Alliance with another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. And who better to ask about how to ingrain effective tactical habits into your lifestyle than a former Navy SEAL instructor? Please welcome back to the program, Chris Sinop. Chris, welcome back, man. Jeff, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be invited back. I must have done something right the first time. I think so. We've had great feedback on uh, of the tactical stuff that we've done with you before. But one of my passions is always about like how people implement tactical training into their daily lifestyle outside of just going to the gun range or you know these little snippets that they get. So I've, I've done this before with some other tactical trainers and um, some other military guys about what they actually do. So I'm really excited about about this interview with you. Um, listen, if you haven't caught any of our past uh, interviews with Chris before, he is the best-selling author of the books How to Shoot Like a Navy SEAL and Navy SEAL Shooting. He is a family man who, after retiring from the Navy, created his company, Center Mass Group, that provides elite-level weapons and tactics training to military, paramilitary, law enforcement, and civilian personnel. I was coached and mentored thousands of young men as a Navy SEAL instructor, has led security teams across the globe, and quite literally, literally wrote the book on Navy SEAL sniper training when the Navy's Special Warfare Command Center 
selected Chris to develop the curriculum for the current U.S. Navy SEAL snipers. Now, his latest achievement is a daily tactical trainer app that helps everyday citizens put into place the principles that Chris developed for firearms training, as well as other types of tactical preparation for self-protection. Now, for more information on Chris, his training, and the app, make sure that you visit him online at www.chrissynog.com. And that's S-A-J-N-O-G.com. So, so Chris, with, we're talking about, like, daily habits for tactical training and being better prepared. I mean, it's, it's really forcing people or it's really asking people or urging people to really walk the talk, right? Like they, we talk tactical, we, we, we go to the, the range, we do all these things, but it's the things that you do on a daily basis. I think that develop these habits that um, can really have the biggest impact. So what I want to do is basically take a look at your day and how you recommend for people they develop these habits. And the best place to start there is with first thing in the morning. And one of the things, and I, and I have the app, uh, the Navy SEAL training app that, that you have out there. And one of the things that really surprised me is like early on in the training that you offer in that app, you talk about meditation. And that's one of those things I'm sure you've found, like as soon as you bring up meditation for people and, and how it is, it can be a tactical tool. People start, you know, they, they start raising an eyebrow like, okay, well, that's a little esoteric for me. Do I need to get incense? Like, do I need to be a Buddhist? Like what what I do here? But explain a little bit like why is meditation a, a good tool for tactical training? And what is something that will make it easy for someone that they don't have to go and wear robes and, and live in slippers and stuff like that? So how do we demystify and make it a tactical habit for somebody? Well, going back to the app, the SEAL training app, what SEAL stands for with this app is science-based education for accelerated learning. So although I obviously use the SEAL name to uh, get some clicks to uh, to the app itself, um, it's everything is science-based on there, including meditation that you that you mentioned. Meditation is extremely well studied and it really affects and improves every area of your life. It's as far as pain control, it's just as effective as narcotic uh, painkillers for back pain. Uh, It's been proven for business people to give them more time. So if you meditate 20 minutes a day, uh, they say that gives you two extra hours that day of uh, performance improvement. So two more hours of work improvement. Um, it, It helps in every area of your life, and it helps build awareness is one of the most important things it does as it relates to shooting. So when it comes to shooting, the problem that we have as a society is we are becoming less and less aware of things around us. We've all got our mobile devices. Our faces are in that. People are on computers all the time. We're sitting watching TV, and we're, we're literally losing awareness. We used to get awareness by being outside in nature. And we would have to be aware of all the stimulus that was coming to us just by the mere fact of being outside. But we're closing ourselves off, and we need to open our minds back up. And, you know, I know the word meditation has, uh, you know, some negative connotations for a lot of people uh, in the West. Um, but as far as me, I'm a Christian, and I have an article on my website. I think it's uh, – 25 uh, places where the Bible uh, says to meditate. So if you're afraid of the word meditation, you can look at it that way. Um, or if you're, you're not in religion at all, 
Just think of it as uh, focusing your mind, clearing your mind and being present with where you're at. And uh, so the way to do it is just simply to close your eyes and focus on your breath. And of course, I've figured out a way to put seal into that too. So sit, eyes closed and listen. So that's it. That's all you have to do is just sit with your eyes closed and listen. And if you do that, you are meditating. You're doing it right. And that's one of the biggest problems people have with meditation is they think they have to do it a certain way or they don't think they're doing it right or, oh, I always have racing thoughts through my, you know, going through my head. And, well, if you don't have thoughts going through your head, go see a doctor because you should have thoughts going through your head. The point of meditation is controlling your thoughts and and focusing on what you want to focus on. And that relates back to shooting when you're in a violent encounter. The person who's going to win that is the person who's able to best focus on what's most important at that moment in time. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, meditation is one of the things I do every single day. Um, and the challenge is really like trying to do it when you don't need it. Like a lot of times when people get stressed out or like you say they're in pain or something like, okay, I meditate. Wow. That helped fix things. You go off when things are, are fine again, you stop doing it. But one, uh, one really, I think good, point that you brought out is that it it clears your mind so even just doing even just getting used to mindfulness when you start to go into training when you when you start dry fire training or you go to the range just being able to clear your mind allows you to think better not only perform better but also to assimilate that training more right so you you, it starts it, it starts to get feedback and start to absorb that feedback and your training kind of accelerates from that one of the things I like about your app also is that you you start off early on with getting people into the habit of meditating, but then there's also like a um, like a, you you also recommend and you have resources in the app for like guided meditation, which makes it super easy for people, right? Just throw the headphones on, clear, you know, just let the guided meditation go through it with you, and it doesn't have to be you're not sitting there for an hour, but it's an easy way for people to start to see the benefits without feeling like you got to go read book after book after book about how to do it. So it is simpler, like you, like you said, and um, I just think people, they really need to experience it to really see how it can benefit them. But now, Chris, the, the second thing I think that most people think about when you think of like a tech, like being in, in shape tactically prepared every single day is we talk about, we talk about physical fitness, right? And that, how that should be a habit. It's good for us. We all know it's good for us, but, Coming from a Navy SEAL, I'm thinking a lot of people are thinking, well, you've got these grueling workouts people have got to go through. They're the, you know, they're going to be on the beach covered in sand, carrying a telephone pole with their next door neighbor and their dog running after them. So how, how do we make, how do we truly make, and you, we can go to the local shopping center and look around and see that physical fitness is not necessarily a part. Even if you go to a tactical training course, a lot of the guys look like they're not, they're not putting in a lot of physical fitness. So, how do we make this part of a, of a habit? How do we make it easy for people to be able to get the best results in the shortest amount of time, which everybody wants? Um, but how, what can they start doing to really take ownership of their personal level of physical, physical fitness on a daily level? Well, Jeff, first off, uh, luckily for me, I haven't had to do those types of workouts you just described in over 20 years. So, so that is good because they are grueling and it's not fun getting the, having sand in your ear for like two weeks after uh, you get an impacted in there. Um, but one of the best things that people can do is what we're talking about is making it a habit. And one of the best ways for anything that we're talking about here, making things a habit, 
besides obviously downloading the SEAL training app so you can keep track of it and stay motivated, is to have a reason why. So anytime you want to get better at something, you need to know your why. What what is your why for, for getting better? In this case, what is your why for staying in shape? And you need to make it personal. So if you're just saying, well, I need to exercise because, um, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to, or I need to exercise because I want to lose weight, you're not going to get up early in the morning and go for a run or whatever you choose to do. You're going to hit the snooze button. And that's with any of this training, whether it's dry fire training, your meditation, you need to know your why and just break it down. And the closer you can come to something truly personal, you know, like my why is for my boys, my two sons. I want to set an example for them and I want them a better version of me. And the only way I can do that is to show them every single day, oh, look, dad's getting up, uh, dad's meditating, dad is going for a run, you know, dad's doing this. So so that is my reason. So so I wake up every morning with with that reason in, in mind. And if people have that, it's going to be great. Now, when it comes down to the actual exercises um, that I do right now, I'm really into trail running. And this comes from a, a great book that I read. It's called Go Wild. But it talks about kind of the reason that we have so many bones in our ankles and our feet are made to articulate. And we're supposed to, we're used to running on trails and having all this information, millions of pieces of information going back and forth from the bottom of our feet to our brains and back throughout our bodies to keep us stable as we're moving along a trail and as we're being aware of all these things that are coming past us. And if you think about trail running, like if you can just imagine running down a trail, you're not looking down at your feet. What you do is you look out in front of you. So you're aware of what's coming in front of you. And then you have to process that information and remember it and tell your feet what to do, where to go, when to do it, while you're now processing further information up in front of you. But what's happening is, and I talked about this with us losing our awareness, this is part of it. People that do work out, they put their, uh, they compress their feet into these molds so your feet can't move, your ankles can't move, and then they get on a treadmill, and then they're, you know, we're just like little mice on, on wheels on treadmills. <clears throat> so we're actually losing our, our awareness. And so when it comes to, to exercise, I say, go get outside. And work out. Whatever makes you happy outside, go do it. Sweat every day and uh, make sure, you, even if you can't move, sit there and do some deep breathing. Yeah, the other thing I think is important about what you said is is it should be something that you enjoy doing, right? Like if, if exercise is considered a four-letter word, I don't that didn't even make sense. But you know what I mean? Like if people, they have an aversion to exercise, then it becomes this drudgery that when you – you, suddenly your, your reason why isn't as important anymore. You stop doing it. And so, um, fitness can be anything that people like doing, but I like, I like getting outdoors also. It also offers the opportunity, you know, as you build up stamina to put a backpack on and then, you know, do things like that to challenge yourself, make it a little bit more challenging, but make it fun as well. The other thing I like about your, um, the app, which I know we're talking a lot about the app, but, um, I've always found when, when it comes to physical fitness, it's easy to let yourself down. You know, it's easy to let, it's easy to, oh, uh, you know what, if, if I don't exercise today and I'm the only one that knows it, like, 
I'm the only one that cares and I don't really care today. Um, it's going to be pizza day today. But if you, if you let other people know about it, it makes you accountable to other people. One of the things in your app is that you have this community built in there. I'm going to ask you about that as well, but there's a community built in there. So you can become accountable. Like you can have other people help you to stay on track because it's easier to, it's harder to let other people down than it is yourself. So it's one of the other things that I've found useful with it as well. Um, okay. Listen, everybody, we're talking with Chris Sinog of chrissinog.com. That's again, C-H-R-I-S-S-A-J-N-O-G. Com. We're talking about establishing tactical habits into your lifestyle in order to be better prepared when it's go time in an emergency or an attack. And we have a lot more coming up when I want to ask Chris about how to stop procrastinating on firearms dry fire practice and really make it part of your gun training program. Why your eyes need exercise as, <laughs> exercise as much as your chest, biceps, and abs. And the right way to create a social network of like-minded patriots who can truly help you reach the next levels of your personal protection program. All that more coming right up, but first, check out this special message. What if everything you knew about how to stop a violent attacker with your gun was wrong? Discover the advanced tactics you must know now to protect yourself and those you love with a firearm. Check out our free book, Stopping Power Secrets. Inside, you'll find such no-hold-barred shockers as 1. The three most common myths and misinformation shoveled out by movies and gun-range know-it-alls that could get you killed in a real-life gunfight. 2. The cold, hard truth about your personal weapon's ability to be a one-shot man-stopper. 3. What coroners know about selecting the right ammo for your firearm that you don't. 4. And the simple training trick used by Abrams tank crews and commercial airline pilots that will prepare you for a real attack even better than your best day at the range don't place your family's safety in the hands of hollywood fairy tales and hearsay claim your free copy of stopping power secrets now now at www.stoppingpowersecrets.com and now back to the show okay we're back with chris sinog of chrissinog.com talking about simple steps that you can take on a daily basis to establish tactical habits that will be there to serve you in any disaster, crisis, or attack. I've got a lot more to get to, so let's go ahead and jump back into our interview now. So, so Chris, look, you have the, the number one rated firearms training um, book on Amazon. In Navy, you have Navy SEAL um, Shooting Secrets, Navy SEAL Shooting, or How to Shoot Like a Navy SEAL, I'm sorry, and Navy SEAL Shooting. And um, one of the things that you talk about in there, and just in our my conversations with you and in the work that I know of yours, dry fire training is a huge part of being able to develop those skills for when it's actually time to pull that trigger in a real in a real gunfight. But I, I also think that dry fire practice, as much as people even might know about it, and um, we can talk about what that is real, real quick about like what it, what dry fire training is, why it's important. But I think a lot of people just procrastinate on it. Like it's not part of a of a program. It's not part of a regimen of them. It's not a habit of theirs. Even though we all know it can have so much of a positive impact on your on your firearms uh, skills. So how do how do we get over this? First of all, for those people that don't know what dry fire training is, a snippet about what that is, and then how do we get over that procrastination? How do we make it actually part of our regular firearms training program? And what's something simple that somebody can do that would be an example of that? Yeah, so I think part of the problem is the the general definition that most people think of with dry fire training is they think of pulling the trigger with without the gun going back. And and that's it. 
When I talk about dry fire training, I actually like to use the term dry weapons manipulation because it is anything that makes you a better shooter besides that one little part of shooting, which is really a very small aspect of, of shooting is making the gun go bang, right? So everything else. So working with your, with your gear, doing magazine changes, um, clearing malfunctions, drawing your weapon, um, working on like finding out what you need to work on the most. So say, say you're at the range and you're shooting and your grip on your pistol keeps loosening up. Well, you don't need to practice shooting. You need to work on your grip strength. So dry fire training in my book, which I talk about a lot, is working on your grip strength and specifically even breaking it down to go, you know what? Actually, the three lower fingers on my support hand are what's weak. So what can I do specifically? What tools can I use specifically to to make those stronger? And and working on that, and it's called weakness bias training. So always looking at what is your weakness, although I, I also don't like using the, the term weakness. I like trying to think of what can I improve on the most. Uh, but um, anyways, so so finding out what's where you're going to get the most improvement and focusing on that during your dry fire training. And it could be, say, focus. So you're having a hard time picking up the sight. So you need to work on your eyesight. So you're literally wasting time and money going to the range trying to work on your focus when you could sit at your desk and pick up a pencil or pen and practice focusing on that. So so thinking about what you need to work on, it's the same you know, I learned this by studying the, the great athletes in different sports and different skills, and they all do the same thing. Professional football players don't practice games. They practice drills, and those drills in shooting are called dry fire training. That's a really good point. I was a big ba- basketball player, and I, I just I loved the sport. And um, as much as I wanted to dunk at, you know, all whopping six-foot you know, one of me, um, I, I, like I studied the sport as like, I'm going to dominate this sport, which I did on a local level, but I knew that I had to start with right-handed layups, just the very simple things. And I think you may see this also like at your firearms training courses, but a lot of times you see people who are very experienced with, with a firearm, like they go to the range, they can get a super tight shot group, but they, when they go to reload their magazine, they're fumbling all over the place or they don't know how to, they don't know how to clear a malfunction or they're fumbling around with it. They're looking down at it instead of it being like second nature to them. And that all comes from drills like you talk about, but um, making it part just, it doesn't have to be like uh, the dry fire drills that you have aren't, aren't, they don't take a long time to do, but just focusing on one of those a day can make a, a huge difference. Um, so that's, uh, and that's all part of like inside your books and, and, and stuff like that. So, um, it really is something that can be a fun experience for somebody to make part of their, their daily regimen. Now, um, one of the things, Chris, in your, in your app is, which I think probably catches people a little off guard. And you've mentioned this before when we talk about dry fire training, um, it is about focus. It's about vision. It's about your eyes. And you, you actually even talk about eye exercises that people do. Um, that you that you propose out there. So why? I mean, obviously you have to be able to see your sights, you have to see your target. But 
why are I exercises? I think most people don't even realize that's a thing. So what are I exercises? Why do them? And what's like, can you give an example for somebody of like something that they can do for an eye exercise that would actually have a tactical benefit for them? Sure. I started um, working with other uh, top end uh, sports trainers. So for instance, I'm working with Titleist Performance Institute in helping train golfers. And we've been doing studies on the top athletes in the world. Uh, for instance, doing um, visual uh, assessments, 3D visual assessments, looking at players' eyes, say, in soccer, where um, Messi is looking when he's got all these other players trying to get the ball away from him. Um, it, it all comes down, what we're finding out across every sport is the greatest athletes have the best vision out of the, the best, best vision, the best visual perception, um, the best visual awareness. So being able to uh, have peripheral awareness, like most people don't understand that you can train your peripheral awareness. And like I was talking about earlier, we're, we're all losing that, that awareness in general. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can build that very quickly. And it's, it's pretty amazing once you start realizing, Oh wow, I can see things off to the side. Like this is, this is pretty cool. Well, the best athletes across the board, like we've studied this scientifically have the best vision. So it, Makes sense that if you want to be a great shooter, you need the best vision. So there, it's, there's very easy things you can do. You can sit at home and just practice focusing near to far. So hold up a card with some writing in front of you and then find some writing across the room and just practice not looking back and forth at both of those because that's what a lot of people will do is like, Oh yeah, I see the writing. I see that writing you know, head up, head down. No, like actual, you're going to keep your head in one direction, just like you were shooting and your eyes are going to move from the, the near focus. So it's crystal clear and not until it's crystal clear, do you move to the far focus and then that's crystal clear, but that's going to start happening faster and faster. Uh, there's also, uh, like I, I made a front sight focus string. So I sell them on my website I also sell them on Amazon and they're amazing with helping uh, people focus on their front, just on their front side. That's why it's called front side focus string, but getting your eyes to accommodate and be able to actually focus and people be amazed. So many times uh, people writing me about this going, wow, I didn't know my eyes and my vision had so many problems until they got it and they started practicing it. But it's it's definitely your ability to shoot comes down, you know, to, to your your vision. So improve your vision. Um, it also helps with um, another thing like vision and awareness go together. So going back to meditation, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, um, how people are viewing meditation uh, now, but it's definitely going to help you. But one of the biggest things with putting those two together, especially when it comes to shooting. Uh, multiple targets um, is you always need to move your awareness before your eyes and your eyes before your muzzle. So what that means is if I'm shooting a target on the left, 
I'm my awareness is on that target. My muzzle's on that target. My eyes are on that target. If I know there's a target, I'm, I become aware of a target on the right. I need to basically picture that. I need to become aware of that in my mind. And then I'm going to move my eyes to the target on the right. And then I'm going to move my muzzle to the target on the right. As long as you always stay in that order, people are going to shoot twice as fast and 10 times more accurately just by that one little step alone. I've never thought about the the sports reference that you made with that before. But but when you look at our, our like normal people's, I say normal people, like daily lives, right, of how we're, we're just not aware of our peripheral vision. So we watch television, right? It's you on a couch programming yourself to look straight ahead at a television. Uh, people are like walk looking at their phones. It's very lane focused, right? Firearms training. You're in your lane. You're looking yeah. straight ahead, right? So there's all these ways that we program ourselves throughout the day to be so mono focused. And this makes total sense. I never, I never thought about that. Like in a, basketball game or soccer game, you have to know where kind of everybody is. And in a real gunfight, you got to know where cover is. You have to know there are other threats around, other people around that you don't want to shoot. It makes total sense. I've never, I never paired those together before. It makes, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. If, uh, if you got a minute, Jeff, I can uh, take, take you through a quick drill. That's yeah, sure. super easy. You can do it anywhere to help build, build this awareness. Yeah, go for it. So, all right. So, Keeping your head where your head is level, all right, look up about 20 degrees. So you're probably looking up over, you know, your computer monitor. Find something that's on a wall, a specific spot uh, that you can focus on, all right? So you just listen to me. Don't look at me. Just focus on that one spot. So your head is level. Your eyes are up about 20 degrees, 30 degrees. And this is going to physically get your eyes into a position where they understand you are trying to engage your peripheral awareness. And if you know anything about night vision, I'm sure you do. If if it's pitch dark out, you don't want to look directly at what you're trying to see. You want to look look off of it a bit. So that's what you're engaging uh, right now. So while you're still looking at that, soften your eyes. Don't 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 look at it, you know, with hard eyes. Just just soften your eyes, soften your gaze, relax and breathe. But that is the only thing that you see is what what you're what you're picturing. And now as you're doing that, just slowly start to see what you can like. What can you see that's maybe 45 degrees off to the left or right uh, without moving your eyes off that spot? So I'm doing this right now and I see there's a light right there. I could probably if I took the time actually count how many light bulbs are in this little LED light that I have over here. I see some writing over there. I can, I can actually read what it is without moving my eyes off my point of focus. And as you do this in practice, you just keep moving further and further back to see and expand your peripheral vision. And this is going to help with your awareness. And that's it. That's when, when people start doing this, like people don't, I think, realize that you, this is, these are all skills that you can just practice and build. Mm-hmm. And, and this is one of them. And this, this is going to be a, you know, game changer for a lot of people who, um, ha- have so often just for so many years just been in there, you know, this is my life walking down the street. Yeah. 
you know, on their, on their mobile phone. Yeah. And we see it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So uh, one of the things, Chris, that we, we talk about, we emphasize a lot is, is on community, right? And, but a community of like-minded people, and that's not always easy to find, right? And, and we, but we also caution people, like, don't tell too many people about your stuff, right? Especially if, you know, we have a, a large audience of preppers, you don't want to go telling your neighbors next door, you've got all these stockpiles of food and everything ready to go for when the zombies come out of the ground, because that's going to make you a target if things, if the zombies really start coming out of the ground, right? So, so community is kind of like a double-edged sword, right? Like we, it's good to have that support, that network. Um, but if you go onto forums, if you go into, you know, anything online, like in a lot of the forums, they really just get degraded down into egos, one-upmanship. People just start getting vicious inside of there sometimes. And it seems like everybody just wants to show what a badass they are, or how they're smarter than somebody else. And that's not like the best environment to go try and find your network of like-minded people, but it can help you with, with a lot that can help you kind of keep pushing your skills forward. So I know that community is one of the things that you've developed inside of the app. You have your membership program with your Navy SEAL shooting. Um, so community is part of these. So why did you, why have you made this community a big part of the, um, the, the, the programs that you put together and how can people kind of establish the right kind of network without throwing everything out there to the wolves and, and getting a bad taste in their mouth from trying to network with people? The, the whole community thing is, is so important just because of where I came from. I came from the SEAL teams and in the SEAL teams, like SEALs aren't the greatest at any one thing except for working together as a team better than anybody else. Like that is what makes us great. And there's no other reason. We're probably not the best shooters. We're probably not the best skydivers, uh, you know, probably not the best at any one thing, but you put us together and we know how to work together. And it's that synergy that makes us great. So when I retired, like that's what I knew. I knew about, uh, you know, how to make teams work. So to, to get people to learn, I I had to build that community. And I remember when I first uh, retired and I started my blog and this was, this is like uh, seven, eight years ago, but I, I'm like, Oh, I'm learning about marketing. And I was like, Oh, I could do an article like the top tips from the top firearms instructors in the world. So I go online and I'm looking up all, you know, who, who are the most famous firearms instructors I can find besides me, you know, cause I'm, not famous, but I think a pretty good firearms instructor. So let me find some famous people. And I contacted, I don't know, like 20, 20 of them and just said, Hey, I'm going to, I want to do a blog post. Can you just give me one tip and then I'll promote whatever you want to promote. If you have a book, if you have a course, if you have a website, you know, I'm not looking to make anything or give it, give everything. I just, you know, want to put out a good article, help some people out and, you know, help you out, promote your business. And I had, I think half the people didn't reply at all. Most of them that did reply said, what are you crazy? I'm not giving away my training for free. My, my secrets to, to, you know, good shooting, like, like there's some magic trick and which is, which is kind of funny because that is something that that's kind of known among firearms instructors who actually know what they're doing, not just regurgitating what other people had taught them. But you can t- 
tell people little tricks to do when you're on the range, like, oh, you know, do this, you know, thing, whatever, whatever it is, you know, like, and, and they'll shoot better and it's like magic, but it's just because it gets them to focus on one thing, which is the whole point that we've been talking about uh, this whole time. You know, so, and then I had a few that, that did do it, you know, sent in something. So it is hard. It, it's, uh, it's, it's very hard. And I've had other, uh, authors, best-selling authors, firearms, uh, you know, instructors that have written books and doing very well. And they contacted me, um, and asked how, like, Hey, Chris, how are you everywhere? Like, who does your marketing? I'm like, Oh, I do. Uh, and like, Oh, can you give me some pointers? And I'm happy to like, so, so I'm now mentoring other people who are doing stuff in the online space, firearms training, because I believe that, you know, the rising tide lifts all ships. Like, it's not like somebody is going to buy his book and go, Oh, I learned it all. Uh, you know, I definitely don't need Chris's book now because uh, I read this other book. Like if people find good content, they're going to want to find other good content. Um, but with, with the with the app that is you mentioned that that's a great way for people to to quickly stay motivated on a daily basis and then with my membership site um, the the community there it, it actually built itself and it is like I've got people that are in there I've got coaches in there um, it's a great community uh, like like we're just all like a true team like I call people. Um, I, I send people videos. We do live hangouts once a month and we sit and have a glass of wine together and I make sure all my real guns are locked up before I do that. But, you know, we have fun and we get some training done. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, like people don't want to hear even from a Navy SEAL like, oh, this is how you do it, you know, because people, Everybody has a, a concept of like a starting point of what they think is true. So when it comes to shooting, like if, like Jeff, if, if your grandfather taught you how to hold a pistol and I were to come to you and go, Hey, Jeff, I'm a Navy SEAL. This is how you hold a pistol. You're instantly going to be like, whoa, 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 wait. My grandfather taught me how to hold a pistol. I don't care who you are. And Right off the bat, we're, we're starting off. You're not going to ever learn from me, right? So I have to find out about you, learn about you, literally become your friend, and then find out what, what help you need and then give that to you the best way I can. And the only way you can do that is, is through a community like that. Yeah, I think one of the important distinctions that you, you really – what I pulled out of what you just said also is that uh, when you're when you're in a network with people with a common goal, so if it's just an online forum somewhere like a firearms uh, online forum, well, people could be going there for different reasons, right? Like they and and you can see in these forums that there's all these different topics there, and people get into all kinds of exchanges within those topics. But there's no comp like the the website is maybe just about firearms. Um, Navy SEALs, you have a common goal, right? Like you know you're going to be working together for a, a common mission, uh, your app or the membership site that you have. People are there because they're, they're joined together because of your training. They're there to experience your training, to provide any other insights that they have that might help other people. But it's there. The, the, I think the important part is that people are there truly to support one another. Nobody's going in there to try and show other people 
what they're doing. I think that's, and and you know, just from having a membership site and it's the same with ours, like we kick people out if they don't exhibit the yeah. the ways that we want them to be. And that means don't just come in as a master, come in as a learner. And, and I think, and I know you do this also, um, you know, I, I put out to people, look, I'm, like I'm, all, I'm constantly learning. I some of the best tips I've ever learned come from our readers who leave a comment in our post or emails back after a podcast or something like that. So I think being, if you go in as like that that master of the of the forum to go in there and just kind of throw it out on the table and see who's is bigger, then you end up attracting a lot of that that feedback there. So I think the common goal is a, is a big part of that as well. Um, listen, uh. Chris, I've, I've really been enjoying your app. I've been going in there. It's good accountability for me. I'm not, not consistent yet. So I'm, I'm learning to make it a little bit more part of my, uh, my daily routine in there. Um, but listen, everybody, um, these you are get on the leaderboard, Jeff. Yeah, on no, the leaderboard. That's right. <laughs> little badges and, and leaderboard stuff. Um, listen, everybody, I mean, when you start to put together all of these things, you can see how little pieces of your daily routine can make you more prepared every single day. So going through a lot of what Chris has in the app and what he, we've been talking about in this podcast, you get up in the morning and if your if your first role is to awaken your mind, become more aware by just meditating for a little bit, even if it's a guided meditation using headphones, that's a that's a great start of your day, right? You do some sort of physical fitness just to be able to get the get the metabolism going, get the blood going, just kind of get your body awakened. So you get your mind awakened, your body awakened, right? Doesn't that make you already better prepared to be able to see a threat coming as soon as you walk out your front door, as soon as you get in your vehicle, be able to have an open mind to be able to make better decisions for do I draw, do I not draw, do I shoot, do I not shoot, all of those things. Um, skill development as part of a community uh, is a huge thing. Dry fire, just doing a little bit each day. It really comes down to brilliant mastery of the basics that that makes you a better gunfire, not always just the, the magic tricks that are out there. Um, so there's a lot that you can use. There's a lot you can do on a daily basis. There's a lot more you can do. So these are just a few tips. I do highly recommend because I use it and it's free is to go and grab Chris's app. You can get it for either Android or, you know, an iPhone or anything like that. Um, go over to Chris's website. Chris, do you have links over to the, uh, to the app on the website over at chrissignock.com? Uh, you know, I, I don't, surprisingly enough. The, the app is fairly new. <laughs> yeah, so, but, uh, you know, finding the app is easier than typing in my name because yeah. most people can't spell my name and won't remember it. So if you just do SEAL training app, uh, that will come up uh, and, and you can download that. Yeah. Much easier. Awesome. Yeah. Now, that, that'll point you back to my website and then you'll know how to spell my name. <laughs> That's right. Awesome. Well, thanks for all the tips today. Really appreciate it. Everybody go check out the app as well as uh, Chris's books and other training that he has over at his website. Go over to www.chrissignog.com. That's S-A-J-N-O-G.com. And until our next Modern Combat World broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. 
Lock and Load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.